This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of More Than Friends with Ray and Ken's. I'm Ray. And I'm Ken's. A.K.A. Rachel Scanlon, A.K.A. no longer participating in the gender binary. Oh my God. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you so much. I'll tell you what, I'm glad you turned on the AC. We've seen each other every day this week, and I accidentally wore a long sleeve twice in front of you. If you want to hear about how our week went, where we spent every single day together, and then... (laughs) Did a show that we've never done before. Yeah. I would say definitely go listen to this week's Patreon episode. Buckle up. Also, if you want to see me spiral about about gender. Yeah, you really went into it, which I love. And we're also going to get into that today on the episode because we have a special guest. Yes, we may or may not. By the way, this guest, their name is Ever Maynard. And I know you're obsessed with Ever. Uh, Yeah. Because Ever and I both have chaotic energy on stage. You are, and I've told you this before, my favorite comic to watch on stage because you never do the same thing twice. And you want to know why? I never know what you're going to do. Neither do I. Yeah. Because I I cannot. And if I say to myself, you have to do this set tonight. You never do. You saw what happened. I literally kicked the microphone stand over and flipped off the audience. Yeah. Last night was pretty chaotic for you. You had... This is what's nuts. We spent every single day together working on a tight five. Yeah. You had a tight five. Yes, I did. You went out there and you did a loose 10. I did a sloppy 10. You really did. With crowd work. Yeah. I was like, what is she doing? She tried so hard all week to get a tight five. And you did a very loose 10. Rough 10. I cannot. The second I'm like, okay, here comes my polished, tight, clean five. Yeah. That has my three jokes perfectly written and ready to go. My, the inner Tasmanian devil says, uh-uh, bitch. <laughs> you really and lost I it. Literally, I almost like tore down the signs behind me on I stage. I thought you were going to actually rip down the entire stage. I started pretending to fight with men in the crowd. I yeah. started doing this to them. Yeah, you know like what? juking them. Like, <laughs> I literally this was set like, was fully taped by seven cameramen. We have the best camera setup it, that I've ever performed in front of. Honestly, probably a $100,000 production. At least. At minimum. And I tried to attack the audience. Tried to it and kicked. Oh my, what's wrong with me? I can't. You cannot, had a meltdown. I can't. First of all, can't be tamed. <laughs> but if you want. To hear about that. To hear about all this. If you want the the, the real, real story. The real, real. Then go on our Patreon yeah, and Patreon check that out. Yeah, Patreon has also, I guess, become my video. Becomed? It, be, it is become. Become my video diary, so go check it out. It is. It's like a therapy <laughs> session for us. Um, also, go and rate our podcast. We really, we need your podcast reviews to keep this podcast going. Yeah, if that's something that you can do that's super easy and free that actually really helps us. And tell us, like, how we're, how we're sounding these days. Yeah. Tell us how we look. Yes, if you don't bring up how hot... My- quads and how tight and strong they are from rowing then what are you even doing here give us five stars say that rachel's quads are tight yeah i'll be reading (laughs) 
We I'll really, we really do. Yeah, I do, and sometimes I shouldn't be. <laughs> you are planning on going to the graveyard tonight. I can't believe you remembered that, and now you're trying to tee this up on the podcast. I told you that in confidence as my friend. I'm just no. You're what? You just want me to publicly say that I'm going to get fucked in a graveyard tonight? Of course. That's what do you think this podcast I is about? I told you that. It's about our private lives <laughs> coming into the public space. But Wow. Yeah. Okay. So it's on my fuck it list, which is a bucket list, but for fucking. Yeah. And uh, I can't believe, don't tell me things if you don't want it to be publicly known. <laughs> Shit. You know, there's a very popular event in Los Angeles where they screen movies. At the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Yep. And I obviously love Forever at Hollywood and Hurry. It's very fun. And I, there's something very sexual about mm-hmm. that space for me. It's very confusing and erotic at the same time. Exactly. And it's spooky. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, what's going to happen? And like, yeah. it's very hip. There's a lot of people dressed up as different characters from movies. What movie are you seeing? Wizard of Oz. Okay. So it's going to be extra spooky tonight. You better believe are it. Are you going as one of the flying monkeys? That's hysterical. I'm obviously the cowardly lion. Oh, yeah, it was a little on the nose. Yeah, we're going to have like very stealthy. Stealthy sex. Because we're going to be around a lot of people. Mm-hmm, a ton. But I'm like, maybe because of the pandemic, people will be a little further apart, which I, I think is my chance. Because usually it's a little too crowded to like actually have it sex is. in it the is. graveyard. So are you bringing a blanket? And then a blanket for on top. That's perfect. And yeah, you guys, you're going to be fine. I think we will be You'll fine. You'll get it in. And, you know, I think it's very important to tell your partner what you're into. So I was like, I w- would really like this to happen at the cemetery. And, and she my said, partner was like, your wish is my command, oh bitch. My I've, first off, very hot. Yeah, so I will be, f- yeah. What was that? Wake in the dead, if you know what I mean. Your pussy's dead. Yeah, completely. <laughs> Somebody help! <laughs> yeah, should be fun. I'm very excited. <laughs> I love that. Do you have anything you want to tell us about your sex life while we're here? Still haven't had it. <laughs> but it. hoping. Hoping. Here's hoping. Hoping, praying. After last night's set. Oh, never. You were great last night, by the way. Your set was amazing. It's not. Don't keep saying that. You were really good. I am gonna go in and sweeten the audio. Uh, LOL. Did you know that they were they were wearing masks? The crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that my set? They're gonna give it back to me, and it's just gonna be one minute of me screaming. (laughs) Honestly, add that to TikTok. God damn it. Uh, Let's. Let's get into it. We have our interview with Ever, amazing comedian, so funny. I hope we talk about shot putting. I fucking. I love Ever so much. I'm so glad. We also have them coming up on our live show in LA. Yes. yes. And you guys are going to fall in love with Ever Maynard. So without further ado, here is Ever Maynard. (laughs) We are huge fans and we haven't done a guest in quite a while. Yeah. Pandemic wise. But also Mm -hmm. we haven't, we go through like bouts of having guests. We did like a lot of guests in the first season iteration of two dykes and then second season we didn't have any guests at all we were just like shooting the shit and now we have done this rebrand we are now going as uh more than friends with ray and kens and we decided to get on like our actual friends people that are honestly more than friends to us yeah i'm so honored to be back i'm i'm excited and and i i did see the new new promo pic oh thank you It was at a liquor store. (laughs) Yeah. That photo was taken right outside a liquor store. Yeah. They had a blue wall, and we were like, perfect. (laughs) I like that. Um, We also, like, I want to kind of, like, do you guys all remember we did a show in Orange County? 
Yes. Where oh, we God. brought you ever to a bar. I think it's called the Velvet Lounge. You couldn't like stop bringing up like a like you used your fingers as a gun and you kept like pointing them around once i do something and people get uncomfortable for some reason i can't stop you double down i just i'll poke (laughs) the bruise and it's funny to me i i love feeling that way because it's like i don't but they're guns, and and, and they are acting like you don't have guns. You all, they all voted for Trump, literally. <laughs> yes, yeah, but that's but that's what I like to do. Yeah, I will say that has gotten me in trouble <laughs> on the not guns, but just poking the bruise or like embracing like the, the uncomfortableness um, in corporate settings and meaning like corporate comedy. Yeah. Um, I feel like, yeah, I don't know. It has gotten me in trouble. I do believe I lost a, when I was first starting out, an agent over this. I was opening for Keenan at a um, Catholic university in Texas. <laughs> and I shouldn't have been there. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, you know, I still, I still look pretty dykey. Like, I had a mullet. And was, you know, it was years ago. And at first, the kids were so excited to have me. Right. And they got me all... They didn't know what to get me at, at Chick-fil-A, so they bought everything. And I was like, well, you shouldn't have bought Shit. me any of this, but <laughs> okay. But they're young. You know, they're naive. And they've brought in Keenan and an opener, which they're like, we don't know who you are, but you must be famous. And it's like, <laughs> no. And, <laughs> you know, I'm talking about being gay. I'm talking about my experience, which is gay, right? Right. And then it's quiet, and I'm still making jokes. I'm doing crowd work, and the guys love me. You know, typically, adolescent males are, like, same. This is, we are the same. Yeah, okay. Girls didn't like it. And um, one of the girls in the audience just screamed, like, we don't like your kind. We don't like this. What? And I said, what? And there was, like, cameras on me so people in the back could see, and it was projected. And you just see... The wash, everybody could see the realization wash over my face. Oh. And it was like, a, you know, a thousand people. And then I said, You don't like my kind. I was like, Well, that's not what your mother said. Oh. And then I doubled down. I said, I fucked your mother. Oh. And she loved it. And the staff crossed their arms in the back. I could see them. I said, Your mother fucking loved it. And she made me pancakes afterwards <gasps> your mother made me a pancake breakfast after i fucked her and very <laughs> catholic university <laughs> very vulgar but guys loved it but then they were like what i get off the stage they the student body president hands me the check and it's like here's your check you're welcome to leave i ate the chick-fil-a <laughs> um, I don't think Keenan was listening to all of it, but I think he partly heard of it. We didn't talk after the show. And then shortly after, my agent let me go. Wow. <laughs> but you think I'm going to let some homophobic right. teenager tell me that I'm gross because yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm myself? I don't think so. Absolutely. I'm going to tell you what's gross. Yeah. I'm your new daddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's gross. I do think that you handled it perfectly. Honestly, I would have done the same thing. When you have the moment of the crowd seeing you feeling like that, like shocked, right? 
you have to mm-hmm. kind of fire back or you're you're done. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Ever, I have a question for you. Um, and this is one that I have to this say. This one of Ra- the 15? Or- Rachel wrote, yeah. Okay. Uh, what are your <laughs> thoughts on Medusa in Greek mythology? Is she a lesbian? Medusa, in reference to the snakes? Yes, correct. Is this a joke? Yeah. Well, I will say I am pretty pissed because Instagram took that snake filter down. No! Yeah. There's, so I have to find a new Medusa. I feel like in Greek, was she a lesbian? I honestly think that Medusa in Greek mythology was probably a very sexualized, asexual individual. That's fascinating. I like that take. I I mean, you couldn't look at her. You would turn to stone. She obviously (laughs) had a fucking rad body, right? (laughs) That's at least how she's projected on the statues. But I don't... I think she was so powerful that sex was like... I know you want to fuck me. I'm not going to fuck you. Um, I don't feel like fucking you, but I am a Greek goddess. And you're going to want it. (laughs) You want it? I'm not going to give it. Yeah. (laughs) I don't have to give it. I got snakes on my head. (laughs) I have snakes on my head. God, ever. You're, yeah, you're. Your Instagram. Instagram stories have really gotten us through this. Your Medusa thing is then done. Medusa is not done. So the Medusa bit for the listeners, go so back. Funny. It's on the IG, but basically it's this character that. <laughs> well, look at that. I'm horny. I didn't think I would be horny because I got a flat tire. Basically, this character is always horny, but she doesn't. And it is female. She doesn't know why she's horny. And it always happens at the most inopportune moments. Like the Seven Eleven one was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> so turns out I'm in the cereal aisle. I see a box of Cheerios, and the snakes come out. I'm horny, <laughs> and it's like, what about it? That little bumblebee is turning me on. <laughs> It's so and she's funny. angry that she's horny. Yeah, yeah no. so she's so so <laughs> mad, but also but so, so confused too. Just lost. I mean, I've never related to such like an arbitrary character before. It's so to good. To be like, yeah, sometimes, sometimes you're both. <laughs> okay, give me give me a place, a uh, water park. So turns out, my. <laughs> Look who's horny at a water park. Go figure, but it's not the way you think it is. I'm on a water slide and my pantyhose rips off. That's right. I'm wearing pantyhose. I hate having exposed legs at a water park. I wear sheer pantyhose. Imagine wearing sheer pantyhose on a water slide. I've slathered myself up with dish soap, getting ready to go slip sliding down the biggest water slide. And guess what? My one piece just ripped off and I'm horny and embarrassed because my stretch marks are showing. Horny and And embarrassed. embarrassed. (laughs) Somebody better fuck me. (laughs) Imagine that voice coming at you like all night. Oh my god. Are you gonna fuck me or what? (laughs) You have to do this at the next two dyke show. That's so funny. Well somebody better fuck me. (laughs) Somebody better fuck me. I know excuse me, sir, is your show? Is it back live monthly somewhere? I um I yes, the show is called What's Your Problem, Sir? It's about riffing and it's I it's an improv set. It's also a lot of crowd work, but not in a mean way. It's more of like how to connect your problems or what you're feeling to somebody else's so you don't feel so alone. And we were gonna do it live in person finally and then with the Delta variant. Fuck. 
it just, you know, got too scary. And like, yeah. you know, it's a show where people should feel comfortable to be open mm-hmm. and vulnerable. And when you're in, masked up in a venue and you're worried, like, am I going to get sick? And also it's like, I need to be able to see faces and people need to be able to talk freely. So we're moving it to Zoom. But we we'll got to watch. I don't know. I want to see The next show it. is 8-8. Eight, eight. I don't know when this episode will be out. Me neither. Is there anything else that you would like to say or like promote or just kind of get out there or anything? You want to tell our listeners. Well, y'all can follow me on all socials at ever, like the word E V E R, Maynard, M A I N A R D. I almost said at gmail.com. Please don't email me. I will not email you back. Um, yeah, I just, I, I like to do silly things. Ever, uh-huh. you're a delight, and we are Thank obsessed you. with you. We can't wait to have we you really on our are. live show coming up at the end of August. I can't wait. Um, it's our first one back. And our last two decks in a mic show. Before the name title wow. switches. Yeah, yeah, I think it's pretty exciting. You guys are s- swatching, s- swapping names. Yeah. Switching names. A lot of things are happening here mm-hmm. At, mm-hmm. At, the, at the office. A lot of things yeah. are going on. Um, well, you fucks better not email. <laughs> you fucks better not email ever. Uh, I am so into you. Thank you so much for speaking with us and being so open. And I yeah. love you so much. Yeah, likewise, y'all. Make sure you follow Ever. Ever is an incredibly talented comedian. So funny. And, uh, you know. You can see Ever live at our show August 25th mm-hmm. at Hotel Cafe. And check out Ever's show. What's your problem, sir? And check out Ever's show. What's your problem, sir? Thank you. I tried to do it in your kind of like accent. Snake voice. Yeah. Oh my God. That was fun. I love Ever. I love I Ever. love you. You. Okay. Uh, it's time for Queer of the Week. This was sent and I realized that I made a promise. Yeah. Broke it, uh-huh. and now I'm making it back. I'm gonna be honest. I break you every do that all the time. every promise I make to listeners, where yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna get you on. Like, I no. if I have skipped your queer of the week, your uh, ask a dyke, which by the way is now inquiries, inquiries, yeah, Qu- capital Q U E E R. Do you guys get it? It's a play on words, but it's kind of visual. Inquiries, inquiries, yeah, yeah. Uh, very funny. If I have missed your inquiries or queer of the week, anything like that. Email us at morethanfriendspodcast at gmail.com. We're going to get you in. So this, I have already told this person and this listener that the it's a birthday shout out. It'll be like one week late, but buckle up. Okay. Are you ready for the yes. Queer of the Week? Hi, Mackenzie and Rachel. I have a Queer of the Week for you. Hi. My name is Kristen and my girlfriend Gigi and I listen to your podcast together. Our two month anniversary is coming up on Saturday, July 23rd. And I wanted to nominate Gigi for Queer of the Week to celebrate. Do you think they live together yet? I have recently moved, so we're in a long-distance relationship, and we aren't able to get together much. Okay, got it. LDR. Okay. Equally as queer. I want to do something special for the anniversary, even if we can't see each other in person due to the pandemic. Thank Mm. you so much, Kristen. Okay, happy two-month anniversary to you, Gigi, and Christine, or Kristen, sorry. Happy Queer of the Week. What a beautiful, beautiful relationship. I'm obviously, I want pictures, but... What are we going to do? What are you going to do? All right. I have an inquiry for you. Yeah. I'm so excited about this new segment. It's I mean, the same segment. It is the same segment, but I love the title. Let's just say that. Fellow gays. So I've been split up from my ex-wife for a year and a half now. We were together for seven years and married for four of those. She moved to a different state not long after we split, which has helped so incredibly much in the healing process. 
not having to see her or worry about running into her, especially since we were sharing custody of one of our dogs. She'd get him during the week, and I'd get him on weekends. We had three other dogs together, but I had one, and she had one, and we split the time with the other. Sorry, now I'm just rambling. Getting to the point, I promise. When she moved out, she left me with all the physical memories, pictures, sentimental gifts, uh, everything I've given her, you know, things like that. Plus most of our wedding things. I've kept it all in storage in the back pantry, whichever, uh, which I never go in or use. Out of sight, out of mind kind of theory. It's been a long road in healing, but I think I'm finally there. I know this because when she came into town a few months ago, she told me she had gotten back with her ex, whom she moved to the other state with. Oh my God. It didn't surprise me, and I wasn't even upset about it. It was something I saw coming all along. Even before we split, I saw the chemistry they had together. Shouldn't have had those multiple threesomes with them, but you know Mm. shit. Or sex happens. Anyways, getting to the point, right? I've been in the dating game a while, but I'm finally at the point where I'm ready to be committed to someone I've been dating. The question is, what do I do with all this shit? Throw it away? Burn it? Viking funeral? And what about the pictures on my phone and on my computer? I know I won't forget her, but I don't feel right just trashing it. Please help. Sorry it was long, but I appreciate you guys taking the time to read this, and any advice is helpful. Love you both so much. Wow. Wow. So I just want to say, this is not part of the Ask a Dyke, but in my personal, humble opinion, Mm -hmm. you should not be having threesomes with your girlfriend or your wife's ex. I'm just throwing that out there. Okay, and if I just may play... Devil's advocate. Yeah. Listen, as long as everyone's chill. Listen, obviously they were chill. They were very chill about it. Until it was too chill and they were like deuces. Well, do you? I would. Would you ever have sex with one of Nazar, a threesome with one of Nazara's exes? That wouldn't happen. Fascinating. She also, Nazara's like, would never. I mean, it's hard to picture because Nazara, like, if anything, it would be like. You being like, I want to. Or like. I just, when Nazara closes a chapter, she's, she can't be physically attracted to anyone anymore. That's I can be ex- physically attracted to anyone That's at any exactly time. how I am. If I close a chapter, I can't actually see them as a sexual being anymore. Exactly. And same with Nazara. You guys, and I can be like, well, I'm, the book is closed, but I'm like still attracted to you. Yeah. Y'all are hot as fuck. That's so crazy. <laughs> it's just interesting. I have so many questions for this person. How that all kind and of came to yeah, be. Yeah, I really need follow up on that specific aspect of the relationship. Yes, but, but to the to the question. The question is what to do what should you do with all this stuff? And I personally, my advice mm-hmm. is absolutely toss it all. Especially if you know that you're not getting back with your ex. I when I'm done with somebody, like we said, I close the chapter and I throw out every single thing. Now, photos is a different story. Photo, yeah, I have like, photos of exes, like, just being, like, happy with them. But I would go through and delete any nudes, any very intimate photos, mm-hmm. anything like that. Maybe even delete, let's say, out of 100%, I would delete 90% of them. Huh. And I, I would trash them. Because, like, why look and relive the past, especially if you're trying to move forward with somebody new? Yeah. I mean, I think it's What's all... What's your advice? I don't know. I think everyone's different. So, yeah. like, for me, I I never deleted anything until, like, a year and a half into dating Nazara, mm-hmm. where I then was just, like, I started, and I was, ta- I was actually talking to you as, like, friends about it, where I was, like, should I, like, get, I'm, like, now it's starting to feel weird to yeah. have all these nudes, and you were, like, yes, if you're, that's the thing, I'm, like, whatever, start, whenever you're, like, this feels weird, follow that. Yeah. If you're literally 
if you have hundreds of nudes of other people on your phone and you don't think about it and you're like, this isn't something that I even realized that I have. Yeah. Then who fucking cares? Delete them. If it's something that you're like in the back of your head, you're like, I feel weird about this. I feel guilty. I don't really want it. Mm -hmm. Then you could very easily make them disappear forever and do that. I think your gut will always tell you. Same thing with pictures, right? If some of these pictures you can really hold on to, like, I remember this fight. I have certain pictures too where I'm like, I remember that day yeah. and they, you know, like screamed at me and stormed out. Mm -hmm. You don't have to hold on to those just to torture yourself. Exactly. You can make those go away. And if there's some pictures that you're like, you know what? We're no longer together, but this is something that happened in growth. I don't need to look at it. I don't need to have a special memory bank for it. I don't need to have an album, but I'm going to just leave it where it, where it is. There's a lot of times too, where. See, I have a ton of that, but it's, that's what I'm saying. If out of a hundred percent, I would delete 90%. You've got that 10% that you still have, you know? I think it's also too. Yeah. Like for, for me, a lot of times it is more triggering and emotionally harmful for me to actually go back into that place in my phone and look through them and then decide which ones I need to keep and which ones I need to take. Like it's actually more beneficial for me to just be like, I'm moving forward and I don't really even want to go back to that memory photo in my camera roll because I'm like, that's actually a lot more work than just not thinking about it. Exactly. So it depends. Like if you, if that is cleansing though, sometimes that is like, Oh, that helps me move on then do it. But I think listen to what you're, if you're, if you're like, actually there's way too many, let's thin it down, Mm -hmm. then do that. And definitely. Well, to me, especially if your partner left all this stuff, clearly they don't care about it. Mm, Yeah. So why would you hold on to it? Especially if you're thinking about getting into a new relationship. To me, I'm just like, it's just sitting there. You know, especially your wedding stuff. I guess to me, to move forward, you've got to let go of that past. Mm. But it is, you're right. It's 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 to each their own. Also, here's what I'll say. When Mm -hmm. from my personal experience, which I've never been married and like I don't have I can only speak for the experiences that I've had. Yeah. I think like this can be something that is a little bit of a process. Mm -hmm. So first when I like my first, first love where I was like closeted and it was very dramatic. Yeah. I, when I went off to college, I made a box and I put every love letter, secret thing, Mm -hmm. pictures, like stuffed animals, blankets, pieces of clothes, like a freaky little memory box of heartbreak, poetry, literally. Okay. And I put it in a box and I, Basically, every year that I've come back home to this, to where the box is located, I have thrown more of, more of it away yeah. every year until eventually now it's either it's one thing left or it's all gone. And mm-hmm. I think putting it in a place and being like, so right now, it, I don't know, it feels better to have it in this one location where I don't see it. Yeah. I think eventually that it'll either turn into... That's where my that's where I put my memorabilia from this part of my life and it stays there and I don't look at it and it's over or eventually you'll move or you'll clean out your closet and you'll say, "Huh, I don't need to hold on to this and yeah. then it will move on." But I think it's a process and it will be different for everyone. But know that Absolutely. you don't have to do it all at once. I eventually at one point was like, "I have to burn everything." Like I've had that instinct where you're like, "I'm yeah. going to burn it all." See, I don't think that you need to do that. I think that your way of dealing with it is very healthy where it's like Slow. little little by little and this person can do that too. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. Take it slow. Like yeah. listen to your body. But I think absolutely slowly get rid of it. Yeah, and or it also as long as I'm like 
be kind enough to yourself to make it something that doesn't have to weigh on you. You don't necessarily have to deal with all of your shit at one time Mm -hmm. and then be like, I've done it. Like that's not how healing actually works. Exactly. So give yourself enough grace to be like a little bit now, a little bit later. But it also sounds like this person is slowly healing yeah. because they're saying like my ex-wife came into town. I didn't really care. Yeah. You know, it's and happening. It's, it's happening. already happening. Right. So follow that, follow that a hundred percent. And just, you know, you're doing great. I love that. Great question. If you have questions for us, if you have any inquiries or any bumble fumbles or anything that you want to share with us, we take voicemails on after dark and also send us an email at more than friends podcast at gmail.com. We love to interact with you guys. We love you so much. Okay, so this week on the podcast, I am finally going to be reviewing the novel With Teeth by Kristen Arnett. Uh, If you haven't heard of her, she wrote Mostly Dead Things. She's an award-winning collection called Felt in the Jaw. She's a queer writer based in Florida and honestly, a really great author. I've read some of her stuff before. I really liked it. Um, But let me read you the summary of With Teeth. Yes. Okay. If she's being honest, Sammy Lucas is scared of her son. Working from home in the close quarters of their Florida house, she lives with one wary eye on Samson, a sullen, unknowable boy who resists her every attempt to bond with him. Uncertain of her own maternal instincts, she tries her best driving, cleaning, cooking, prodding him to finish projects for school while growing increasingly uh, resentful of Monica, her confident but absent wife. Uh, Blending the warmth and wit of Arnett's breakout hit Mostly Dead Things with a candid take on queer parenthood, Mm. With Teeth is a provocative portrait of the delicate fabric of the family and the many ways it can be torn apart. Woof. So from that description, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Whoa, really sounds like a nice beach read. And you know what's funny? I read it on the beach in Hawaii. No! Yeah, so this was given to me as a birthday gift, um, which... Truly, I think... That's not a birthday gift. That's a birthday curse. It is. I actually, I was reading some other reviews of it, and somebody said, this is the book you give at a baby shower if you hate the the mom to be. LOL. Uh, So this book, With Teeth, it is very fast-paced. It's an easy read. I read it within a couple days on the beach. Okay. Because it is written... um, It's not necessarily plot-driven. It's more of a character study on these two... I mean, mainly the mom, Sammy... And her son, Samson, who was named after her. Uh. So um, this book, it really does dive into the the messy, messy lives of these two Florida wives. So they're married together, and it's very much a a stay-at-home mom who really doesn't have her shit together. And another mom, the Monica wife, who's like very like powerful, driven, short haircut, like that kind of, it's almost like that archetype that you see a lot in like the L word or, you know, like early 2000s kind of. Oh, right. Like the middle-aged, like power-hungry lesbian. Yes. Do you know what I mean? It was Blazer. Exactly. Yes, of course. Both moms are having a horrible time connecting with her son. And the son is just like, at first you're like, maybe he's on the spectrum. He like doesn't talk to them. He doesn't like, he just never connects with them. And then the doctors are like, no, he just needs an attitude adjustment. So you're kind of reading about these two moms who are not, they're never able to connect with their son throughout the book. So it's very stressful. Mm -hmm. And the son is just a shithead to them. Like he bites them. He like throws temper tantrums. And it's really like, it is very uh, 
uncomfortable and truly a distur- disturbing take. How much of the book do you live in that world of like you have like 100% of the wow. book. Wow. So the book follows you think oh maybe it's just going to be like a few months of like the child from like age 4 to mm-hmm. maybe age 5 and just having this like growing pains. It is growing pains from age 4 to truly him going off to college. Oh. So you're seeing just this one mom, Sammy, truly continuously fall on her face and never really get back up and have a stable foundation. And it was hard for me to read this because I, and I think I told you off, off the podcast, I was reading it when I was on a a holiday in Hawaii with my girlfriend for my 30th birthday. Very romantic. We were connecting the whole time. And I'm reading this book about two women who started in love and really it's like, the schism in their relationship and they're being torn apart and they're both cheating on each other. And it's just like, so it's not what you want to read in Hawaii. No, it's uncomfortable. It's stressful. It starts off like a, an SVU episode where the child's almost kidnapped. And then it's just like a character study on these two lesbians who don't like love each other anymore. Like the, you know how you can tell like the author is trying to send a certain message. Like, what do you think the message of this... Like, what's the takeaway to of be, this book? To be honest, I don't know. It reminded me of an A24 movie. Like, or, divorce or something with, like... It, yeah, where you're just like, okay, it's a character study on uh, a woman who her relationship with her son and her wife didn't turn out how she wanted it to be. Woof. And it's just watching a character... I think I've talked to you about this before. When I'm reading a book or watching a movie, I want to see a character that's either good at what they do... Yep. Or in, in or likable, and this character to me was neither likable nor good at um, being a wife, a mother, or good at her job. So it's h- hard to watch somebody continuously make the wrong decision after the wrong decision. Yeah. And but that being said, it was an easy read. I was like, I kept reading and I kept wanting to know what was going to happen. But then you were kind of let down at the end. Like, does it end with like she's at a cafe and like the divorce is finalized and she's maybe seeing somebody new, but it's not the one. And then she just looks down at her pancakes and then they're like, thanks for reading. So close. She finds somebody who she's like kind of into, but no. not really. And then she throws her, her wife down a flight of stairs and her wife's just like at the. F- You're l- it was lying. one of the craziest endings, and I'm like... I hate shit like that. Yeah, I, I, it was just very... This book is very messy. It is not, like, clean cut with a ribbon on Ugh. top. And I did, like... I didn't hate it, but I did not like it. I don't know how to describe well, this Well, it's book. not a fun pl- world to live in. That's and what it also, is. Also, we're a little under the dem- age demographic, I believe. Yeah, it's definitely... F- Man, I don't know how to describe this book, and it's gotten praise. It's gotten like it's well, people get scared to like criticize when it's something is like yeah, they're like the lesbians are gonna. It's like shut the fuck up. I'm so sick of everyone. (laughs) I'm just like okay. Here's a review from Jennifer Weiner: a darkly funny, brutally honest story about a woman undone by motherhood. Uh, Kristen Arnett grapples with big questions: is any child essentially unlovable? What does a happy ending look like? And you know what? Yeah, it's not a happy ending. The child is definitely unlovable and creepy. Ew. And I'm like, but why do I want to sit in this world? Yeah, no. And also sometimes people are like, wow, that was so honest. And I'm like, was it honest? Or did the writer not actually know which message they wanted to send? So they did not write an ending. And that's how it, it reminds me of like one of those movies that's like it's independently produced and it's like, you know, weird. Yeah. And I'm like. Okay, but you didn't answer any questions that you per- that yes, you gave. Yes, I hate that. 
Yeah, so that was frustrating. That being said, there are some very funny, poignant moments in the book. Okay. There's a part where she takes her son out. He's a little bit older now. He's like 16, 17. They go to like an Applebee's and they have a really cute moment where like she's having a beer and he's like, can I try the beer? And she goes, yes, but you can only have a sip of the beer if you answer questions for me. Oh, cute. Which was funny. Yeah. And then she gets so drunk that she stumbles out and falls in the parking lot and embarrasses her son. So it's like you have these funny moments where you're like, okay, this might actually be a nice scene. And then it ends with like heartbreak. That's so sad. Yeah. So I'm just like. I don't like (sighs) when they do that. So That's why I think the only good book is Captain Underpants. You loving Shrek and Captain Underpants makes me so happy. You have no idea. Makes sense. That being said, I give this. Yeah, I'm going to give this book. Out of five gloves, two and a half. I'll give it two and a half because it is a quick, easy read. There are some interesting moments in it, but it left me just like sad. You know, and I want to read stuff like we don't have enough queer material. No. We already have all of our all of our films and media that queer women are in is already tragic. I it want is. I want to read stuff that's like two women falling for each other, two women having a great time and laughing yeah enjoying themselves i want to laugh i want to laugh Let for lesbians once. laugh please yeah Let's so make shirts i don't know i'm gonna read some more i there are definitely some more uh comedies about women coming out so i'll be reading more queer female books soon and Thank giving goodness. more reviews i love you i love that you read because you know i i refuse i can i refuse i'm gonna do um so the seven husbands of evelyn hugo we recently did on Jeopardy a question mm-hmm. and no one really read the book or they did and they forgot about it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do another review about that one on the podcast because Amazing. that was a New York Times bestselling book. It's enormous. They're making a TV show about it. And they say it's it, actually about Taylor Swift. The author was asked on Twitter if Taylor Swift could be Evelyn Hugo and she said she could be. Maybe. She yeah. said, mm, who knows? Maybe. Yeah, it's possible. So I'll, I'll do another review about that one. What's next that? week, next week we are going to be reviewing Kajillionaire. We said, yeah, maybe. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> That's been it for More Than Friends with Ray and Kens. I'm Kens. And I'm Ray. Go do something gay today.